the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Did you enjoy your summer? I hope you did, and I hope you realize that it is officially over. I know it's only July 22nd. The calendar says there are two months left of summer. It's actually only a month into summer, but uh, it is over uh, unofficially uh, because the Steelers reported a training camp today. That's the end. It's the end of summer. It's over. At least it is if you're a guy like me who covered sports for over 40 years. Uh, this was the end of summer today. That was it for, for me for, well, for the 30 years that I covered the Steelers or more. Uh, once the Steelers go to camp, everything changes. People forget about baseball and the Pirates. Not that they're uh, not easy to forget uh, these days. But it's, uh, and it is a little early this year because the Steelers play in the Hall of Fame game in Canton in two weeks. Uh, so they're in camp about, a, I think they're in camp maybe a week earlier than they would be if they were not playing in that game. But you're going to see uh, football. It's in the air. You're going to see it all over local news every day. Odd nauseum, actually. And pretty soon you're going to start seeing the uh, back-to-school ads. That's when you really know it's, that's, a, that's a sign that uh, summer's over. And high school kids are already practicing. They'll be playing in games in less than a month. Uh, they have scrimmages, I think. What's today's the 22nd, so... In about a month, they'll be they'll be playing, they'll be scrimmaging, and you'll be it'll be football. Parents will be going to watch their kids practice, uh, watch their kids in scrimmages, uh, not just high school, but uh, even younger than that. And it's not the same with the Steelers uh, not being at St. Vincent College. They're hiding uh, from COVID uh, and doing uh, the camp over on the south side, and they'll also be practicing at Heinz Field uh, and for the second year in a row after something like forty years of going to uh, St. Vincent. Now, the first day of camp used to be uh, the same every year. It was a bunch of media people hanging out in the front of the dormitories waiting for the Steelers to pull up in their cars and get out with their fans. Now, not fans as in people who go to games, fans that keep you cool because there was no air conditioning. I mean, it's hot up there in Latrobe. It might be the hottest place on earth in August. Uh, and back in the old days, the players' room numbers were posted on a wall in the lobby and you just look up the number, walk up the stairs, go on the route in, uh, down the hall, and go knock on the door. Usually the door would be open, uh, and you'd ask for an interview. Uh, it would be kind of intimidating to see a guy the size of, say, L.C. Uh, Greenwood or Joe Green lying on his bed, and you're kind of, <laughs> he's taking up the entire bed, and you're kind of, uh, you know, knocking on the door and waking him up. But that's what you had to do. And those guys were unbelievably cooperative, and it was so much different then. Um, you could uh, go just go talk to whatever player you wanted to talk to. Um, that was a long, long time ago, and for a long time now, for many, many years now, it's uh, it's been much more controlled at training camp. You have to ask a media relations person for permission to do an interview, uh, and it'll happen on the field at the end of practice, and they'll bring the player over to you, or either that, or you have to catch the player yourself coming off of practice. The last thing they want to do is talk to a microphone puke like me. Uh, they want to get to the shower and go eat and, you know, be done with it. But nobody's interviewed in their room anymore. That's just kind of the way it is. Uh, and one of the big attractions at St. Vincent was always the food, uh, which, uh, you know, it is the media. So it was free food. Sports media people like free food a lot. And the food's really good, really good. And a lot of it, and all kinds of choices. You wouldn't believe the spread that you could have every night for dinner, for free, with all your guy, friends in the media. And then uh, the guys who were uh, inclined to do so were known to head for the bars every night. Some of the guys in the media were kind of happy to be out on their own, batching it, if you know what I mean, um, going going to the uh, the bars in Latrobe. But it also meant that you could eat your lunch and dinner in the same cafeteria with the players and coaches. So there was some mingling going on there. It was a little bit more informal. Not anymore. Things have changed. And it's not nearly as enjoyable as it used to be 
Uh, and I don't miss it one bit. And I mean, I got, I was tired of it long before I left in what year it was, 2007. I had had enough of driving up to Latrobe. Um, but um, it's just not as much fun as it used to be. And it's and I, I got to imagine that uh, a lot of the media people are glad that they don't have to make the trip up Route 30 this year to uh, that get that got old every day driving up there every day. Uh, turnpike, blah blah blah. It's uh, it's not a fun trip. But uh, speaking of change. Um, are you ready for Juju Smith-Schuster's latest product endorsement? Trojans. And it has nothing to do with the nickname of his college team, which was Southern Cal, Southern California. Juju, who appears to have the maturity of, I don't know, ninth grader maybe, is selling condoms now. He's going to be doing ads for Trojan condoms. And uh, I don't know how his commercials are going to be produced and whether or not it will result in an increase in sales for Trojan, but condoms would seem to be a pretty good product to sell to other players in the NFL. And there are lots of players who have lots of kids with lots of different women. Two of Juju's former teammates, for example, they were just in, uh, Le'Veon was just in the news uh, a couple weeks ago. Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are the two teammates I'm talking about. Uh, they're potential customers for him, uh, maybe. Uh, Le'Veon has six kids with five different women, none of whom is his wife. Antonio has seven kids with six different women. I think that adds up to 13 kids with 11 different women. Um, and that's just the latest count. So would it be just surprising to see those numbers go up? And those are the ones we know about. But it is the end of summer, even though lo- local corn on the cob is just barely beginning to show up, and school doesn't start for another five weeks officially. Football is in the air, and you watch how fast your summer disappears. When we come back after the break and get into some more serious stuff, we have a president of the United States who does town hall events on national TV, can't get more than a couple hundred people to show up, and he has a tough time putting two sentences together. And he's only, remember, six months into what is supposed to be The last I checked, a four-year term. Stick around. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. And Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. That's where you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. 
Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831.21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. We're getting very close to voting for a new governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Very, very close. Polls say the election is tied, but Republican Glenn Youngkin is almost certainly ahead, giving the bias in the polls just documented from the fall of 2020. Glenn Youngkin, the next governor of Virginia, joins me on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt. Weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250. The Answer. Well, it's been in and out of the news lately. A lot of other stuff going on, but the border is still a big deal. Uh, Talking about, of course, the southern border and mostly uh, Texas. And um, John Daniel Davidson is a uh, resident of Texas. He's also the political editor at The Federalist. And he has a piece today that says... The headline of which is uh, Biden's border crisis is about to make history. And John joins us now. John, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So we, we did this on kind of short notice, but <laughs> you, you uh, I just found out like a minute and a half ago that I was going to have you on the show. But I really appreciate you coming on. I, I just I didn't see your piece until late today. Uh, but uh, it is amazing some of the stuff you have in there. Let's just start with why is he about to make history? What history are we going to make here? Yeah, so the history that I referred to is that if we continue on the current trend this year based on, you know, the the monthly border arrests that we have had, uh we're going to have more border apprehensions this year than we've than we've ever had. Currently the record was set in the year 2000, 21 years ago, uh at just over 1.6 million. Well, we're on pace to to surpass that unless something changes. So there's only a couple of months left in the fiscal year. Uh, we're at 1.1 million uh, and change uh, border apprehensions. Uh, and we haven't had that many. We haven't exceeded a million since 2006. Uh, and and we're out, we've already exceeded that. So we've already kind of set a, uh, a near record. And um, yeah, if, if it continues like this, that will be the most border apprehensions that we've ever had. Now, uh, what, what uh, um, what is an app? What was officially qualifies as an apprehension? Because I mean, there are a lot of people coming across the border. Some of them aren't apprehended. Some are. What what what? How do you get uh, uh, credit for an apprehension? Yeah, it's a good question. The, the Border Patrol has a bunch of different ways, uh, and Customs and Border Protection has a bunch of different ways they break down categories of people and where they go and whatnot. But but the but the rough count is when you're when you are taken into federal custody, uh, when you are, you could call it arrest, you could call it an apprehension, you could call it a, a border encounter. It's when a, uh, a migrant comes into contact with a border patrol uh, agent and they are taken into custody. Sometimes they're processed and held. Sometimes they're held and then released. Uh, sometimes uh, under Title 42, which is a pandemic health, uh, public health order that Trump invoked, 
they're uh, quickly expelled to Mexico. Uh, but but uh, they all count as apprehensions. But uh, is the Biden administration, did I hear that they were talking about or they've already um, rescinded Title 42? So that, or, or, or are they sending them back too? The Biden administration immediately stopped sending back unaccompanied minors as soon as Biden took office. And they continued to expel under Title 42 single adults and families. But very quickly after Biden took office, they began to reduce the number of families that they were uh, expelling under Title 42 and so that uh, in every month it's gotten to be less and less and less, even though they say that they're still expelling families under the pandemic health order. They're really not. So in June, they only expelled 14 percent of all the families that were apprehended uh, under that order. And even the number of adults that they're sending back under Title 42 has been decreasing steadily every month since January. So fewer and fewer people are being sent back um, at a time when COVID cases are rising and there's concern about a new outbreak. It's kind of interesting. uh, You don't see pictures of kids in cages anymore or even hear anybody talking about kids in cages. But are the kids um, going to the same places they went to two years ago uh, and just doing it in bigger numbers? Yeah, that's right. Um, you don't hear about kids in cages anymore because it's counter narrative. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't fit with uh, the Democrats' messaging. But yes, large numbers of unaccompanied minors are being held in in uh, federally contracted, often privately run facilities. In in fact, the Biden administration authorized the creation of these emergency youth facilities, so they're unlicensed. Uh, they're run by private private contractors, and some of them are quite massive holding, you know, uh, well over, you know, a thousand people uh, in temporary conditions. These are sort of like tent-like facilities. Some of them are on aren't U.S. Uh, military bases. Some of them are in convention centers. These are still up and running. And uh, all the reports out of there uh, that we have, since no media is allowed in there under order of the Biden administration, um, is that the conditions there are, are quite bad and, uh, and and harmful to the minors who are staying there. So that's all still going on. You just don't hear about it. And uh, we don't seem to be getting complaints from the media. I mean, I don't hear a lot about it, uh, that the media are clamoring for uh, access, as they might have if Trump were still president. That's right. The, the, the media is fine with, uh, with a blackout because they don't really want to cover the story. So, I mean, that's not to say that individual beat reporters who cover the border don't don't want access and don't want information, but the editors at major corporate media outlets don't really want to cover the story uh, because it would be, it's very bad for the Biden administration. And a lot of corporate outlets exist solely to render support for the Democratic Party and Democratic office holders. So they don't want to cover the story. They're not going to cover the story. Uh, they know that covering the story would uh, would bring attention to an issue that uh, that the Biden administration is really upside down on. They, they majority of Americans don't approve of how the, uh, the administration is handling the border. And so it's best to just not talk about it. And, it's, and really, does it really kind of point out the point up the um how biased they actually are and how much they've become a propaganda wing uh, of the democratic party because this is a great story it's a terrible story because of what's happening to the people but if you're a journalist and you're a tv guy especially there are great visuals here this is a story that every good journalist should want to do uh, and is the fact that they're not more upset about it and you don't hear about it, doesn't that speak volumes? It sure does. Uh, and you're absolutely right. This, this is a great story. And, um, you know, these, these organizations that have considerable resources really should be investing in, in coverage of it. And they, and they were, to some extent, during Trump's presidency. Uh, but now that you have an even worse crisis, this crisis, by all uh, accounts, by every measurement, is worse than the one that we had in 2019 under Trump. And yet uh, these news organizations are not interested in investing in coverage. Uh, they're not interested in pressing the administration uh, because their first duty is not to tell a good story or to report the news. Their first duty is to an ideological narrative 
that they're committed to. And, and the contours of that narrative are that Republicans are bad on, on immigration and Democrats are good. And so they can't have anything that, that comes up against and shatters that narrative, which they surely would if they were reporting the truth. And, and it's just in your uh, interactions with people from the, from the uh, national media and, and people you know, maybe even people who work at some of these uh, liberal outlets who may be liberals themselves, do you hear people saying off the record that they're up? Does, is anybody upset with their boss for not covering it? <laughs> uh, it's not the kind of thing that you want to complain about too loudly. Uh, there was an instance in which the Washington Post uh, sort of uh, beat immigration reporter uh, basically clapped back at some of the editors and op-ed contributors uh, who were, were spreading some misinformation um, and, and some sort of rather tortured logic. So, uh, you know, that, that was nice to see. It's nice to see when beat reporters who really care about their subject are willing to stand up, but, it, but it's, it's uh, too uh, rare, uh, and it's so rare that you, you really notice it and kind of are surprised to see it when it happens. But for the most part, like I said, the editors, the people in charge who are making calls about what to cover are not emphasizing the border and not investing in coverage of it. It's amazing. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson. He's the political editor at The Federalist. And you are in Texas, John. Where are you in Texas? I'm in Austin, Texas. Okay. Um, in the central part of the state. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're up here in Pennsylvania, and immigration here is not even a, an issue. I, I mean, people know what's going on where you are, and they know that it's in the news, but here in western Pennsylvania, it's just not something that anybody talks about. It's just not a, it's not an issue. It's, uh, you don't even see a lot of uh, immigrants here, or even hear about them. Um, but I'm just wondering it, it, where you are, and as you said, you're in Austin, so you're not right on the border. But just people walking around every day in Texas, is this something that people argue about? Like, uh, or, or is this something they're upset about? Uh, do, do conservatives and liberals get in fights and you know at, at Starbucks over it? I mean, what's the what, what's what's the the talk on the street in Texas with all this going on? Because we there's nothing like that, even close to what's happening there happens here. Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's like a lot of other places. You know, once you get into the interior of the country, the immigration issue becomes diffuse because. Because uh, because migrants spread out and they go to all different communities all over the country, and so it's, the, the issue is concentrated at the border, and that's where you can see, you know, uh, how serious it is and and how out of control it is. But but when you when you look into the interior of the country to to cities and communities across uh, the United States, it, it's a diffuse issue, as you said. It's not something that people are talking about or arguing about because the effects are spread out. But I'll tell you what they are talking about in Western Pennsylvania, and whether people realize it or not, this is the border crisis. It is the scourge of fentanyl and opioid drug overdoses that uh, are at near record levels right now. The amount of fentanyl coming into the country, it's coming from Mexico, is at an all-time record high for fentanyl seizures, for meth seizures, um, for heroin seizures. And the cartels that are bringing those drugs into the country and that are directly having a direct effect on communities in western Pennsylvania control the border. They control northern Mexico. They use um, illegal immigration as a tool as part of their trade. Uh, they are multinational criminal corporations. And uh, drug the, the drug running is just part of their income stream. Another part of their income stream is migrant smuggling. So the 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 drug problem in this country is also a border problem what would the average texan i know that's maybe uh ridiculous with so, so many people in such a big state but what would the average texan like to see happen do you think the the average texan based upon recent polls would like to see the federal government take the issue seriously and, and i cited one of those polls in my piece um, it, it's the number one, you know, border security and immigration is one of the top concerns of Texas voters. And, and, and part of that is because Texans do deal with some of the, the, the effects of illegal immigration, especially in South Texas, when they have large numbers of people coming through, when they have 
uh, ICE and Customs and Border Protection depositing large numbers of migrants at bus stations downtown, um, you know, in sometimes very small communities. You know, that's when you see the effects of the border crisis before they become diffuse. And, and, and small communities and a small number of communities in Texas uh, bear a disproportionate share of the burden of illegal immigration. And, and I think that's why it's on people's minds more here maybe than it is in Pennsylvania or other places. Hey, John, I'm out of time. i got to take a break. I- I'll ask you this, and uh, don't feel bad if you don't want to do it. Uh, if, you can, if you can stick through the break, um, I didn't get as much time as I'd like to have to talk to you about your piece, but if you could stick through the break, that would be great, but I understand if you got to go. I actually have to go, but I appreciate the time. Hey, all right. I appreciate you being on, John. Thank you very much. John uh, Daniel Davidson, thank you. Thanks. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The U.S. has launched several airstrikes this week in support of Afghan forces fighting the Taliban. Officials offering few details, but the strikes indicate the U.S. intends to use air power to support Afghan forces at least until August 31st, using aircraft based outside the country. Lower winds and better weather help crews using bulldozers and helicopters battling the nation's largest wildfire in southern Oregon, while a northern California wildfire has crossed into Nevada, prompting new evacuations as blazes burn across the west. Oregon's bootleg fire has now grown to 624 square miles, over half the size of Rhode Island. Meanwhile, in New York City. I mean, the air is unhealthy. Uh, It's, like, noticeably harder to breathe. That smoke from the western wildfires continues to create hazy conditions on the East Coast. This is SRN News. When was the last time you watched your home movies? Do you have a VCR anymore? What about a film projector? With technology constantly changing, most families don't have a way to enjoy their recorded memories, trapped on VHS, camcorder tapes, film reels, and photos. That's why we created Legacy Box over a decade ago. Legacy Box is an affordable mailed-in kit to have your aided media digitized to DVD, thumb drive, or the cloud. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand right here in the U.S. Imagine being able to easily relive weddings, graduations, baby's first steps, and more. Get started future-proofing your memories today so you can gather the whole family together and begin the trip down memory lane. Plus, for a limited time, we're offering 40% off. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get an exclusive 40% off. Buy today to take advantage of this incredible offer and send in when you're ready. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. That's right. If you're unvaccinated, you're killing Americans. And it's largely Trump supporters and Fox News, except it's not. The majority of people, as Molly Hemingway pointed out, not Trump supporters who are vaccine hesitant. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250, The Answer. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in low or eliminating pain? I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. Call 800 800- 500-8384 ReliefFactor.com Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com We make the Solaire Infrared Grills with one of the largest offerings of grills and accessories Our mini Anywhere and Everywhere portables are perfect for tailgating and grilling on the go Our best-selling 27XL is the convergence of price and size The 36-inch is the size most often specified by kitchen designers And the Solaire 56-inch is the largest all-infrared grill on the market. Solaire makes accessories like griddles and steamer fryers to enhance your backyard grilling experience. 
Solaire also has an extensive offering of doors, drawers, and bartending centers to complete your outdoor kitchen. All Solaire infrared grills feature the efficient Solaire infrared burner that heats up fast, locks in the juices, and makes you wonder why you'll ever want to eat out again. Learn more at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Solaire Infrared at besthotgrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It is bumper to bumper on the parkway east from 2nd Avenue up to around Commercial Street. That's where an accident blocks the right lane. It is just an absolutely solid delay. Avoid if you can. On the inbound side, busy Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. But outbound is the real problem there. Parkway West inbound, that's heavy Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Your delay about 10 minutes there. Outbound 28 to 10 minute delay. Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Tonight we'll see partly cloudy skies. Expect a low tonight of 58. Times of clouds and sunshine on tap for tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 80. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night below 62. Saturday we'll see times of clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high Saturday of 85. Sunday, intervals of clouds and sun. A couple of showers and a thunderstorm. It'll be humid Sunday with a high of 85. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, yeah. have you had your vaccine yet? And that's going to be the subject for who knows how much longer. Um, and, you know, uh, they had a town hall meeting last night. And uh, Joe Biden was at the town hall meeting. And a little bit later, we're going to hear a, a, a clip that's been that's gone viral it's about a 30-second clip of him uh, trying to explain when 12-year-old kids are going to be able to get um, vaccinated. So, um, in the meantime, this is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, you thought this was over. I, I, I've said, by the way, and I'm only half kidding, <laughs> um, and I said, I've said this six or eight months ago, maybe longer than that. I said, you know, there's a there's a 99.7% chance that uh, of survival if you come down with covid okay and i mean i'm uh, of the age group where you're in more danger than most because i'm uh, i'm an older guy but still even at my age your chances are about 95% that you're going to survive and and if you're my age and you're not fat which i'm not uh and you're in pretty good shape which i am i'm not you know i'm not a uh, a super athlete or anything, but I, I ride my bike. I have an electric bike, which is, by the way, one of the greatest inventions in the history of the human race. I I can go twenty miles at a time on that baby, so I, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. So anyway, I, I've been saying for a while that I would prefer if if given a choice of uh, between going back to the masks and wearing the masks everywhere. And, you know, the stupidity of putting a mask on to walk 20 feet from the door of the restaurant to where you sit down and then you take off your mask to eat. Uh, And it's not – for me, that kind of thing, it's not just – it was more than the inconvenience to me. It was the stupidity. It wasn't that much of an inconvenience, actually. You know, okay, I'll put the stupid mask on and I'll wear it when I walk from here to my table – it, but it's the stupidity. It just is so stupid, and uh, and so um, and that's that's what bothered me as much as the actual wearing of the mask, which also bothers me. But I had on this show, oh man, it's been uh, well, well, it was right when this stuff started. So over a year ago, year and a, maybe fourteen months ago, I had the great Cyril Wecht on this show, and one of the first things he pointed out. When I asked him about the stupidity of the masks, which he said were stupid, by the way, um, he said he pointed out the stupidity of putting on a mask to wear it in, to walk in the restaurant and then go sit down at the table. So anyway, what I'm getting to here is that I have said for a while, and I, I'm I'm only half kidding. 
I would prefer, to, if given the choice to, of going back to that stupidity and having to wear a mask and make sure I have a mask in the car and getting out of the car and forgetting that I, uh, f- realizing that I forgot my mask and having to walk back to the car before I went into the store, um, I would prefer that the government hire social workers, they call them uh, trusted messengers, I think, the ones that are going out and knocking on doors and telling people that they should get vaccinated. I don't, I don't hear too much about them lately, by the way. But anyway, I would prefer to have one of those people knock on my door and have, and, and have a certificate that shows that they are actually infected with COVID-19 and have them cough in my face. I would rather I would rather just get the disease and be done with it than put up with another three months of masks and and stupidity. And um, the masks may be coming because, uh, according to the story in the Washington Post, top White House aides and Biden administration officials are you ready? Are debating whether they should urge vaccinated Americans to wear masks in more settings as the Delta variant causes spikes in coronavirus infections across the country. That's according to uh, that's according to the Washington Post, which says uh, this is according to six people familiar with the discussions. The talks are in a preliminary phase. And their result could be as simple as new messaging from top White House officials. But some of the talks include officials at the Centers for Disease Control. That would be your CDC, uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, who are separately examining whether to update their masking guidance. That's according to a Biden administration aide and a federal health official. Officials cautioned that any new formal guidance would have to come from the CDC. Why is anybody listening to them anymore? Uh, and they maintain that the White House has taken a hands-off approach with the agency to, to ensure that they are not interfering with the work of scientists. But the high-level discussions, re- high-level, high-level discussions reflect rising concerns across the administration about the threat of the Delta variant and a renewed focus on what measures may need to be reintroduced to slow its spread. And one idea batted around by some officials would be to ask all Americans to wear masks when vaccinated and unvaccinated people mix at public places or indoors, such as at malls, movie theaters, according to two people familiar with the conversations. And so far, leaders in the White House have been hesitant about any policies that would explicitly require Americans to show proof of their vaccination status. That's according to a person familiar with those talks. Depending on where discussions lead, that decision could ultimately fall to business owners who want to offer mask-free environments. Now, these conversations are taking place as the country is seeing more than 40,000 new cases of coronavirus infections a day an increase from a low of about 11,000 cases a day in June. Now, I mentioned this at the end of the show yesterday. Uh, there was a piece in the Washington Post, um, and it was a, a, a doctor talking about uh, breakthroughs and uh, the fact that people who are vaccinated appear to be coming down with the, not appear to be they are being they are testing positive for the virus and. That has a lot of people questioning the the um, the the efficacy of uh, masks. Oh no, the efficacy of the uh, of the of the vaccine first of all, and also the efficacy of the of the masks. But what this doctor pointed out was that when you get a vaccine, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have become one hundred percent immune to whatever disease the vaccine is for. Uh, it could just mean that if and and they've told you this if if that if you do get the uh, catch the disease that if you've been vaccinated the symptoms are going to be mild or at least not uh, serious enough to put you in the hospital or to make you you know want to shoot yourself which some people I've talked to have had the disease they were real close to wanting somebody to come in and put them out of their misery but uh, th- this is not if you if you have the vaccine the doctors will tell you that that. Um, you, the symptoms will be much milder. But what this guy said, this doctor said, was that the traces of the virus, m- minuscule, minuscule 
traces of the virus could still be in your system, and they could be the virus that the, the whatever is in there in your body could be trying to um, make you miserable and 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 infect you and do the things that viruses do. But the vaccine is 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 doing its job, and so therefore you are not showing any symptoms. You are asymptomatic. So I just gave you the number here. Uh, there are 11,000 cases a day in June, uh, and now they're up to, what, 40,000 case, new cases of coronas, coronavirus infections a day. That's a like a, what, a, four, a 400% increase or 300% increase anyway. Um, but the vaccine has done its job, and you are asymptomatic. You're not sick. You're feeling pretty good. You're feeling okay. But the tests are so sensitive that they're picking up just really small traces of the virus, and they're showing that you're positive. You have, the, you have coronavirus, but you don't have any symptoms. You're not sick, and there may be, you may not even be infecting anybody else. Because I think if I, I get lost in all this, and I try, I obviously I don't want to try to act like I know the first thing about viruses or that I'm any kind of a scientist or a doctor, but it seems to me that we've been told that if you're asymptomatic, you're probably not infecting somebody else. So the point is, if you're going to look at these numbers that um, are, are increasing, up to 40,000 from 11,000, is that just because they're testing more, or is it because uh, this this variant that they're so worried about is just spreading like wildfire, and we all have to go hide under our beds again for six months? Um, but I got a feeling that um, this is a panic again and hysteria again that's unwarranted, and stop testing people who have had the vaccine. I don't because if you have had the vaccine and you the only way the only way you find out that you have this deadly virus that's going to make you so miserable is if you stick uh, q-tips up your nose and do it and take the test and then they tell you afterwards oh yeah oh yeah you got it you got the covid again and then and then they tell you you got a quarantine for two weeks you got you got athletes uh, players for the Yankees uh, people at the Olympics they're they've been vaccinated and they're testing positive for the disease, and they're treating them as though they weren't vaccinated, and they're treating them the same way they were treating people a year ago, and they're making them, they're shunning them and telling them to go back to, uh, uh, I don't know if it's officially quarantined, but they're, they're separating from the rest of the people there. So, but meanwhile, while all this is going on, the idiots in the White House are talking about coming out with more mask, well, I don't know if it's a mandate yet, but mask um, advice, what you should do with a mask. I can tell you what they should do with a mask. And uh, I again, just come over and cough on me. Uh, if and I'll t- if that, if that would if, if getting the disease would allow me to not have to wear a mask anymore after I've uh, recovered from the disease, I'd I'd prefer to get it. And um, I, I just I just don't see how I just don't think people are going to accept the masks. They're they're just not. So anyway. Uh, Speaking of vaccines, last night, uh, Joe Biden did a town hall. It was on CNN. Now, I didn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it if I were in solitary confinement and they let me out just for the whatever half hour to watch it. Had been in solitary confinement for 10 years, I wouldn't watch it. But I, I didn't watch it. But I did see the pictures taken from the back of the room. It was in a, an auditorium somewhere. And... There ain't nobody there. It's like uh, you know, the few a few front rows are filled, but apparently, from what I read about it, that if you if, if you watched it on CNN, you didn't get that impression because they they kept the camera just on where the people were closely uh, stuck together in the in the first few rows of the auditorium. But the the wide shot shows there's nobody there. This guy's the president of the United States. We were told he got 81 million votes, the most ever. He can't get 200 people to show up for a town hall. Do we have time for the soundbite, Mike? So so somebody asked him about the uh, about when are 
why they would want to do this, I don't know, but they're talking about vaccinating 12-year-old kids or kids under 12. And this is the president of the United States trying to explain that. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it's is, is going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up, Joe. That was really nice. Glad. And you're going to vaccinate kids who they they are so unlikely to be to have serious consequences from getting the disease that a kid owes points. He's like he doesn't even go ninety nine point nine. It's like they owe him points for how how unlikely it is that he's going to get sick. I'll be right back. Small business owners sometimes go broke. My first business startup in the 80s was a fledgling startup story. Credit cards were maxed, car had bald tires, house had broken windows, and my employees got paid before I did. But my diet of hot dogs and mac and cheese was to die for. Hi, I'm Mike Kappel, founder and CEO of Patriot Software. My business startup was messy. Actually, I was broke. My wife and I lived on fumes for four years. To escape our financial reality, we played board games and dreamt of someday owning our own boardwalk and park place. That's why I created my fifth successful company, Patriot Software, to help small business owners do their payroll without going broke. And if you need help, we will help you for free. Go to PatriotSoftware.com and enter promo code RADIO, and I'll give you two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831.21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. So when we brought him home, we didn't realize that Bear the Rescue Dog was actually sick. He had very flaky skin. He was dropping a lot of fur. And Lavette wanted to do steroid injections, special dog food. Nothing seemed to work. So I was at a dead end. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've been hearing Dynavite on the radio for years. It never actually crossed my mind to try it until it finally sunk in. Oh, you're talking about hair and skin. And all right, (laughs) I'll try it. Well, it took probably six weeks, but after we started using Dynavite, no more flaky skin. He doesn't scratch and itch, and he started to put weight on. Dynavite is nutrition. I wish that we would have started the Dynavite right away. It would have been so much easier. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Every rescue dog in America deserves Dynavite for 90 days. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with
with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com you're listening to the john steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer well let's finish up here with these masks because you know um his excellency tom wolf he loves masks they 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 love them and uh fortunately we don't have to look at aunt rachel anymore uh talk about a nauseating sight but that's that's uh uh, that person is now in the, in Washington, D.C., might be involved in the stupidity that we're about to get out of there, out of the White House. But uh, uh, Caitlin Rivers is an epidemiologist, and she's in this story that uh, is in the Washington Post. She said she didn't see the need for a national mask mandate, but thought that states that were reporting over 10 cases per 100,000 people per day could stand to use a mask mandate. Remember, these again, these cases could be that it's it's people who uh, have been vaccinated and the, the the tests are so sensitive they're picking up small very small traces of the disease they're asymptomatic but they still want everybody to start wearing masks so she says if it's over 10,000 cases per 100,000 people per day could stand to use a mask mandate that's a threshold that would apply to 20 states according to the uh, Washington Post tracking Those states are mostly in the South and Midwest, where fewer than half of residents have been fully vaccinated. So uh, so I guess uh, we're we're not in danger right now of uh, his excellency deciding that we all have to wear masks. But if if, if, wherever it happens, there should be massive revolt and there should be uh, something that looks like the Boston Tea Party with people either throwing masks in the ocean, in the river, wherever you are, uh, burning them in a gigantic bonfire. But in Virginia... State officials are urging all elementary school students and employees to wear masks indoor this fall, even if vaccinated. Virginia issued guidance Wednesday, quote-unquote, strongly recommending that elementary schools continue requiring mask wearing until the coronavirus vaccine is available for children under 12. And you heard the clear, concise message from the president there on when children under 12 are going to be able to be vaccinated. Why are they vaccinating kids under 12? Why are they vaccinating anybody at this point But um, uh, who doesn't want it? But any it, the kids under 12, they, as I said, they, you owe them points. They, they can't, you can't be any less likely to have serious consequences from anything than than what kids under 12 are, are in danger of or not in danger of when it comes to COVID. The stupidity is mind-boggling. And historians are going to look back on this in 50 years when I'm dead. I don't know if they're going to laugh or throw up or just wonder, but it's very, very sick. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.